You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Welcome to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. I am here with my best friends, uh, Judy Moran and Becky Colminan, and I'm Linda Martinelli. You know, uh, ladies, there's a movie that's out right now called The Jesus Revolution, and the movie follows Greg Laurie's path to finding faith. And as he says, everybody needs Jesus. I haven't seen anything on this this movie so much. Um, Becky, I know that you watched the trailer, and I want to get your impression of that. But then I kind of want to comment just on religion in general in our country right now. You know, I watch, I heard about this just a few days ago, actually. And so being curious, I watched the movie trailer and was, I don't know why, I was surprised that Kelsey Grammer was in this movie. I think of him from Cheers, and I did not know that he is a person with any kind of faith, but clearly from an interview that I saw, because I, I went a little deeper and found out that he interviewed on a talk show and could hardly get through discussing this movie without going into tears. Right. And they asked, the interviewer said, you're really getting emotional about this. Tell us what you're feeling. And he's, he could, he was choked up. He could hardly speak. And then he just said, this movie just really means a lot to me. And after watching the trailer, it, I don't think I'm giving away any spoilers at all, but it is about a pastor of a small church and the congregation is dwindling. Fewer and fewer people. It's stagnant. It's stale, full of a bunch of what my daughter used to call Q-tips, old people sitting in the pews with white hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what did he call them? Q-tips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bunch of Q-tips, blue hairs, you know, and then it apparently this movie's the it's circa 1960s, I think like the late 60s. And so it's during the hippie movement. And there is a man who is a preacher, but he's like a John the Baptist type preacher. You know, he wears ponchos and he has long hair and he looks like a, a hippie. So the Kelsey Grammer's character says something like, I'll, he makes some sort of brave statement in the movie. I don't know if he did this in real life, but it would, it would hold true because of the movie. Something to the effect of, I, if God wants me to do something completely different with this church, he's just going to have to drop a hippie in my lap here. And we're going to just, you know, and that's exactly what happens. Literally uh -huh. a hippie comes to his house and talks to him. And long story short, you know, there's a revolution in the church. There's a, not a revolution. There's a, uh, a revitalization in the church because he brings the hippies in. He invites them in. 
And so literally one half of the church becomes filled with the hippies and the other half are the old white hairs. And the minister just basically says, you know, the door works both ways. We want people to come in, but if you are not going to be able to deal with this, it swings out as well. And eventually, you know, the church becomes mammoth because so many people come to know Christ, Mm -hmm. not about the pastor. It's not even about the hippie, but the whole, you know, the name of the movie, A Jesus Revolution, tells us something that I think is very timely because our, our world has been and is becoming more more worldly and and that might sound like a christianese term but it's a term that means getting away from the core of christianity the core of god and we're becoming a godless society because people are choosing to believe other things they're choosing to rely on themselves they're choosing to say they don't need god and some are saying they cho- they're choosing to say they don't need God because they like the way they are controlling their lives better, or they've seen so many bad things happen that they don't believe there is a God anymore because why would God let these terrible things happen? I mean, it's very complicated, but if we need anything right now, more than ever, we need Jesus. Yeah, it's inconvenient, I think, for some people because they don't want to have to have rules, right? You know, Greg Laurie, uh, my my daughter has been to his uh, church and his he has not just the church, but he does events, and she she has been there. He draws a huge crowd, and he's a very engaging speaker. Um, I don't know if you said Becky and. And I'm sorry if you did, but, uh, you know, his, his father, he never knew his father. And, no, I didn't. I okay. didn't and his mother was an alcoholic married seven times. Oh. He, he came up a hard way. And, you know, I think that, that he, he was conceived out of wedlock, by the way. And I think that one of the things that is so impressive is that, he understands what I think that we all understand is that you can change your life at, at any time that, that it doesn't matter how you were brought up or how you came up that, that you have the power to change that with, with faith and with, you know, that with, with God. So that's what makes this so interesting. He, he truly is a man of faith and he truly is somebody that overcame a lot of obstacles. So, you know, religion is not for, and God is not for a certain segment of the population. He's for everybody. And and I, I think that that was, was always uh, Greg Laurie's message. And I, and, and, you know, I, I, I just think he's, he's a very inspirational guy in Kentucky when they, started this church service that ended up lasting for, I don't know how long it lasted, a week or two. Um, it became a revival. How long did it last? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It, and and the thing that moved me about that so much was 
the people coming out of there said how much it changed their life, how much, how much love they felt in that church and between the people, people that they never met, never knew. Um, they, they felt a bond there and that bond that they felt was, you know, coming from Jesus Christ. So, you know, I, I started thinking, what would happen in America if somebody could organize every single house of worship to do something like that mm-hmm. at a given time? So let's just say on May 1st, you know, everybody go to your house, house of worship, whether you've ever stepped inside there or not. And let's have a revival and let's see how long it goes and let's see how much um, love we can bring in that room. I mean, what what a wonderful thing it would do for America. What a much better thing it would do for America than having everybody come out and riot somewhere. You know, I mean, right. I, wouldn't that just be awesome? And it's so doable and it's free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that um, when I look at the success behind this film and I look at the uh, incredible success um, of is, is the Asbury Chapel there in Kentucky. That was just a, a youth prayer service is what it started out as. And they, they have it every, you know, I don't know if it's every week or three times a week, um, but for some reason, um, like you said, the love was shown love and acceptance. God's, you know, it's God's love and God's word. Uh, and people, I, I look around and I think that people are very hungry for God right now. I think that they feel the void and, uh, and, and there's a, a, a hunger and a need inside them that they actually haven't been able to, to identify. And, when they're exposed to God's word in a loving, inclusive way that is, you know, it's not, you know, I think that there's a huge misconception that God, you know, that it's that Christians are judgmental and that they're not inclusive and that they're not loving. Uh, I, 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 I think that that's a huge misconception for people who have not um, enjoyed a relationship with a healthy Christian and they have been turned away and turned off of God because of quote unquote religion. If that makes sense, there's a, I've always said there's a difference between religion and God and God. Okay. God and Jesus, uh, they are loving and they are crazy about you, crazy, crazy, crazy about each of you. And, um, you know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean, you know, we don't sin. It just means we're forgiven, right? <laughs> we're just forgiven. Um, and we want to do better. We want to um, share God's word and God's love. But I think when I look in our our society and our culture, um, we've turned away from God and, um, people will ask, oh my gosh, well, why, why has God allowed this? 
why does God allow a pedophile to roam free, you know, roam the earth? Why does God allow, why did God allow um, my mom to pass away or any, any sort of suffering, right? Um, why is there evil? Why does God allow evil in the world? And and the truth is that we're a fa- we live in a fallen world. We said to God, we wanted to control our destiny. We wanted to know everything and control everything. And God, finally, just the way you do to a, a an unruly child, fine, go ahead, right? You go ahead. If, if you, you know, want this so badly and you think that I'm um, keeping joy and happiness from you, you know, go ahead. This is called free will choice and I'm giving you free will choice now. And he's, he's given us over to ourselves. And this is honestly what we've created. We've created this, but he still loves us. And he still is crazy about us and longs to be with us and has provided a way back to him if we would just take it. You know, here's something else that I ties right in with that, Judy. I think the quote end quote churches in America aren't teaching who God is. And so there are a number of people, and again, trying not to be judgy, but I think it's very easy to call yourself a Christian. But what does that really mean? If you were to ask people, what does it mean when you say you're a Christian? How many people can really answer that question? And what would they say? What would that answer look like? I think that some of the churches are being too busy trying to be all things to all people and be very accepting and very open. I see a lot of churches in our area in mid Michigan here with the rainbows and the rainbow flags and the rainbow colors everywhere, everywhere. We love everybody, everybody welcome. And they are, and they should be. But I think unfortunately in some churches, it stops there. And I think the message needs to continue. However, however it is iterated, that we love you, we don't agree with what you're doing, or we don't agree with that lifestyle. And because we believe what God says about that means something. But I think the churches are busy being very just accepting and politically correct in order to fill the, fill the pews, sadly bring more people in there is there is right and there is wrong as many as much as people want to gloss over that there are consequences for actions and people have choices because as you mentioned free will that's that's a big thing it's it's our choices and i think in order to make the right choice you have to know who god is well, and you have to be you have to be willing to look at yourself and you know, and it's hard to do in this all about me generation. And I think that people stepped away from God, as you said, because it wasn't convenient. Because 
you know, if you just look at the Ten Commandments, which I grew up with, uh, raised in a Catholic family and went to Catholic school. So those were big tenets in my life. And, And it always was like a roadmap to follow. Well, that roadmap became inconvenient for a lot of people because when it says that, you know, you're not supposed to uh, cheat on your spouse, that wasn't convenient for people. So so they kind of drop off going to religion because they want to do what they want to do. And I, I think that they go hand in hand. I think that that a number of things go hand in hand. So the the um, the falling apart, if you will, of the family in America is is one of the things that um, ha- has affected religion. Uh, families are not together. Families are not um, bringing their kids to church. I know my folks, um, you know, every Sunday morning, we all got up, put on our little dresses because um, I had three sisters and finally had a brother later. So he put on his pants and and we all went to church. I mean, that was there. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was what we did every Sunday. And you, you know, then you 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 started getting the the um, kind of the the female revolution, and and uh, we don't we don't want to have kids now, and we, we 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 can do everything ourselves. We don't need men. Everything has pushed us away from from God. And here we are, you know, here we are today. So I would just love to see somebody, actually Jim Laurie would be the perfect person to do it, um, you know, say, hey, on this date, let's get every church in the country to to host a, a revival and everybody that can possibly show up, show up. I just think nothing but good can come from that. I and agree. Feelings and, and happiness and and seeing that there are other people out there, because we're all like little islands anymore. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them and we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Okay, there's a headline that I have to share because it has my feathers ruffled. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry are, are you seated? They're stunned by King Charles' cruel Frogmore Cottage eviction. Oh, I've been upset over this for hours. I don't know what I shall do. This is terrible news. All I hear is wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
oh my word, I have such little sympathy for those living such a lifestyle that I'll never understand. It's not possible. I can't fathom. It's in, inconceivable <laughs> that I should be able to understand someone being thrown off the property of Buckingham Palace or some other place where they've set up a cottage for us to live, where we don't have to pay. We have security. We have a lineage that dates back to who knows when of people living lavish lifestyles and, oh yes, there's incest, but we can look over that and, and all sorts of frolicking happening. And unfortunately, here's, here's the dichotomy that I have in my head over all of this. I see Harry and Meghan as two young people who want to escape the sheer madness of King George, the madness of the whole British Empire thing and live on their own like normal people, raise normal kids. And yet, and yet, they, they don't know life without private security, unlimited wealth, and their perception of expectations for what normal is. And I mean, I've, I've heard interviews and to hear them say, we know we don't live a normal life. You don't know what normal, you don't know what normal is. It's, it's, I would say normal is more like my lifestyle and those who are working three jobs to pay the rent and to keep the lights on. And they're never going to have a clue. Worst case scenario for them is that, you know, they might not be able to go to Tiffany's as often as they used to, or to travel to Scotland to go visit a cottage there and go, you know, live in a castle, be cold. I, my sympathies are very low and I don't exactly know why they were thrown out, except daddy is upset over some things that Harry has written and he I'm sure disagrees with them. So off with his head. Yeah. I mean, you say that they, they, they said, um, they, that they don't know what normal is, but you know, Megan does. Megan knows what normal is. She grew up, uh, in a normal way and normal, you know, middle-class average middle-class, um, broken home. She understands. Um, so to say that, that they don't know what normal is, isn't, isn't true. Um, uh, but it all, all of this, it's interesting because all of it boils down to it. They are still honestly a family, even though they are royalty, this is family conflict and it's family conflict that many families face. Okay. The saddest thing about this is, um, how Harry, Prince Harry has gone to the public and aired his dirty laundry. I just feel like shame on him. Shame on you, Prince Harry. Um, I, I'm not saying that there's not trouble within the royal family, but that's normal. There's there's uh, there's been trouble in my family. I just didn't write a book about it. Okay. <laughs> and oh, I but I'm going to create a I Netflix will. series about it. 
There's not one family in the whole world that hasn't had conflict, that hasn't hurt each other, that hasn't said something that they regret. The sad thing about all of this is just how public um, Harry and Meghan have made this. And whether we want to say, you know, I mean, it is, it's easy to look at this and say Megan miscalculated actually what the the cost was going to be. Um, Harry, there's no way that Harry could have known what the cost would be because he's lived in a bubble his whole life. And yes, um, you know, he, he has this disdain for, um, you know, the media coverage of, of his whole life. Um, and how it did cost his mother her life, the media, all the media frenzy surrounding her. And yet it all stems from them sharing and grieving, you know, sharing their grievances in the newspaper, on the television. Um, they didn't need to do that. They honestly didn't need to do that. And and the interesting thing is, is that it was Prince Charles, when you look back over the history, he was really the first one to give, quote unquote, an interview, right, uh, regarding his private affairs. Um, and then Princess Diana shared all of her pain uh, publicly on television. Um, and and so and so it goes. Um the uh, the fact that Megan and and um Harry are upset that they don't have access to Frogmore any longer, what in the world would make them think that they they deserve it? They've done nothing but bash that family and then to sit there and say, well, why won't you pay for our, you know our security in our home uh, in England? Why should they? They've done nothing but hurt that family, nothing but hurt that family. Yeah. Um, I think that, that they were very naive in thinking that they could um, exit the way that they did. And, and if that's what they chose, that's what they chose, but they weren't quiet about it. And, and they chose to make basically make a living and make millions of dollars at the expense of the rest of their family. I don't think that that's okay. And I don't think that their family should sit by and and take it and you know as you say all families have conflicts i know that if my brother had done something like that and written a book about all of the rest of us and you know hung out all the dirty laundry for everybody to see i certainly wouldn't have anything to do with him i certainly wouldn't give him a house so i think that harry was very naive and i think Meghan markle is a very uh diabolical person who who um, is out for her own uh, notoriety and fame and money. And, and she didn't really care who she stepped on. And, you know, I, I, I actually feel bad for Harry, although he's gone into it a hundred percent. So what he gets is what he gets, but yeah, I don't feel bad. Uh, I, I think that the parody that South Park did of them was absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, there, there's more and more jokes every day. I mean, Saturday night live just recently did, I did uh, a thing on, on them and, 
you know, they're, they're not happy about it and they're insulted about what is coming out. Well, but what do you expect? You know, you, you, you put your, it, it, it's like they did on South Park, you know, they're carrying the sign about sign around saying, I want my privacy, respect my privacy while they're standing on the rooftop screaming about themselves. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. So I guess that they might have to stay in a hotel like the rest of us would if yeah. they go visit England. But right. watch that house sit empty there for the the couple one time a year or something that they stop over there and visit England. You know, it's it's a, a lifestyle. You know, you mentioned they are still family. They are family biologically, but I think a family is much more than biology, and everybody knows that. You I know several people who I consider family and love them just as much as I do my brother. Um, I think they're, I don't, we can't really know what goes on inside that family because we're only allowed to see what they want us to see. And I do think that Harry and Megan are very calculated with the series that they put out there to make money because they had already been sort of ejected from the family and they knew what was coming. And somebody said, you know what, you can make some money off this and you're going to need the money because you're going to now have to pay for private security. And you had everything before. Now you're going to have to pay for it. And I, I read in an article this morning, I forget how much, how many, how much money that they got like millions of dollars for doing this series millions. And they've been living off princess Diana's inheritance, which I think was about 13 million. And I looked at that 13 million number and I was like, Oh my, you expect me to live off $13 million. Are you kidding? No, 13. No, I, you know, $13 million for me. Like I'm set. I'm good. I'm more than good. I'm sharing. So, but no, the thought of 13 million is not going to get us through the rest of this life. And so I, I wanted, I would love to meet them for tea at some time and just say, you got, if you want to live a real life, if you want to grovel with the rest of us, you need to understand money and understand what real money is and what real lifestyle is and change your perspective on everything and change your perspective on your family. Realize family, what family means and what family is and how important is it? Is it more important for you to have your things and your privacy, not privacy, or is it more important for you to heal relationships in your family? Because family, in the end, family is everything. I, I don't want to be without my family. And, and for all the money in the world, or all the notoriety and the popularity, family is everything. Do you think their marriage will last, Judy? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my my gut tells me no. 
and it will be very sad. I just, I'm very, very, I'm very sad for Harry that he fell for a woman um, who is broken. I think Megan, um, for whatever reason, um, is very, very calculated, but I, I, uh, in, in all that she does. Um, and I just, I don't think that that's a blessed marriage. I think it's, um, dude, I don't doubt that they don't love each other. I mean, I, 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 it seems like they're very devoted to each other. Um, and that, and it seems that Harry really loves Megan, you know, terribly uh, enough to, to abandon his family, his, his name, his give up everything for her. So he is truly in love with her. Um, but I, I don't think that Megan's a very good person and eventually that's going to catch up with her. Um, they had said that they wanted to, um, you know, leave the Royal, their duties, their Royal duties, step down from their Royal duties and that they were still, um, that they were going to concentrate on, uh, charitable contributions. They were going to concentrate on, you know, obviously making the world a better place and using their status and their name to make a difference in the world. And as of yet, they haven't done that. <laughs> I don't, I'm not seeing that. All I am seeing is the turmoil and the destruction and the, you know, selling of the book um, so that they can fill their own coffers um, and the whole Netflix series. It's all just so ugly. It's just, it's just ugly. And I don't see what good is coming of it other than just pain. All I can see is pain coming from their actions and their words. And I, I would tell them the same thing. I tell my daughters, um, you will always reveal yourself. You will try to get away from yourself and pretend, right? That you are not whatever you are, but in the long run, people always reveal themselves. And I think that's what has happened to Megan. Um, and I think that Harry has been, you know, bamboozled. Yeah. I agree with you. She has a lot of, I don't know, is the word chutzpah? Mm -hmm. um, Becky, do you think they'll stay married? I, I'll say I won't be surprised if they don't. It, it, it will be, it would be tragic if they don't. There are children involved. And wouldn't that just be awful? Because if that were the case, what do either of them have left? because that family's been fractured in so many, and it had started to become fractured before all, before he even got married. I mean, look at the examples, which go way back, but just immediately with his parents. I mean, what a mess. They've never had a great example. So it would, be, I hope, I obviously hope they stay married, um, but won't be surprised if they don't. Yeah, I just wish they'd live a little bit more private life and enjoy their marriage instead of seeking out all this crazy publicity that is, 
you know, just surrounding them day in and day out, but it's all self-created. Well, look at, would you want, I mean, Archie and Lilibet to read Spare? Come on. Why are you putting that garbage out there? Ugh. I, I think he's I think he's encouraged and pushed by Megan. And I think that um of course whenever you get people with that much money, there's a lot of hanger on people who who have their own um goals, Agenda. their own self-interest in mind and not Harry's. And and right now I don't think anybody has Harry's self-interest in mind. Not even Harry. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back one more time to Ladies of Liberty. And I want to talk about a little bit about politics here mostly the things that we're seeing in the news are kind of crazy. So we just had a mayor in uh, Maryland arrested for pornography. He's been in office for quite some time, I think since 2007 or 2009. Um, but he's been, he's been in office for some time and he had a lot of uh, pornography on every piece of equipment that he had. You have um, some other politicians who are under scrutiny for uh, hiring their husbands to run things in their campaigns or their security so that they can pay family members huge amounts of money. Um, you, you have, there, there are so many things happening with 
politicians in so many different areas of crime. Uh, you, ha- you have John Fetterman, who is, uh, I mean, just incapable of performing the duties of his job, and yet people voted for him. So here's my question. How do we know, um, you know, that more about our candidates so that we can choose more wisely when we vote? Or do people want to know? Because some of these people already were not great people to start with, and people voted for them. And you even take the the Republican uh, guy there, in, I think in New Jersey that was elected, New York or New Jersey that was elected that that lied about everything. How, how do we vet these people better and know who we're voting for? Because it matters so very much. It matters so much who we vote for. It matters in who our district attorneys are. That's a huge one for me. Um, we, we have some absolutely horrible district attorneys and some horrible legislators in the different states that are Soros funded people. And I mean, is there is there a way that we can all find that out? Well, the answer is yes, but but how do we get it out to the people that are not digging in and doing the research? Because we're not choosing very wisely, as they would say in the movies, you know, you have to choose wisely. And I, I think that we need we need to be somehow vetting people better. I, I'm struggling because, um, so I look at Fetterman, okay, and we knew he was in trouble. We knew that he was struggling. This, this That was no secret. And so getting the information out there to people um, didn't make any difference in that election. But Looking they lied at- about it. They lied about it. Fetterman. I but mean, they, 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 they did lie. Okay, and he wasn't they totally okay. lied about it. But but when he when he was uh, on the debate stage, and he was struggling, we could see that. It's not like we couldn't see that, honestly. Okay, and and they still voted for him. They propped him up the way that um, they you, know, you, you look at you look at our president. <laughs> You know, you look at President Biden and he was completely propped up. They hid him in a basement. They hid all the facts from us. Right. Um, But we're not dumb. The American public is not dumb. Okay, we knew that they were hiding something. You don't hide, you know, um, uh, a candidate in the basement if there's not something to hide. Okay, And. The American people still voted for this man who is truly um, he, he his mental capacity is diminished. And, you know, we're we're putting our lives and the future of America in this man's hands. And so I don't I mean, I we can say, how do we get all the information out? to the American people so that when they vote, they're voting um, with clarity, but there's something, it seems like that there's something more evil behind it. (laughs) But I think. Is Is it because the media won't put out that information or the media, uh, 
distorts it. So I, I think if I take John Fetterman and of course, Joe Biden, uh, two great examples that they, they did distort it and they, they kind of poo pooed the idea that, that either one was uh, not capable of serving fully. Uh, they, they didn't tell us the truth. Well, why truth aren't is- we having a, why don't, why don't we have Biden take a mental health test? I don't. don't why, has he has, but they're not going to publicize it. Well, they just he just passed his physical with flying colors, but not yeah. his mental capacity. But it in, it did include whatever mental tests they give presidents or presidential candidates, and they said on all counts he has passed with I flying colors. Ryan. Well, so hands are on fire. <laughs> so I didn't hear the, that they did. I didn't hear a thing about the mental capacity. No, but here's the thing. And you we've all hit on it. The word is truth. We're not getting the truth from the media. And the media does have that control and, and manipulation regarding informing. I mean, the intent of media is the news is to inform not anymore. Un, un, right. Unbiasedly. I mean, Walter Cronkite is just spinning in his grave because that's not happening. I mean, the days of getting the truth, there was no other agenda. It was just literally sharing the news about the moon landing. And then even with the moon landing, you have people that are spreading lies about that. It didn't really happen. It was at a, a soundstage in California. That's it wasn't real. And you have people that will believe just about anything they hear or everything they hear and very little. I forget what it is. Very little of what you read and, and everything of what you you hear or see or something. But um, people are gullible and people want to hear what they want to hear. And they're uh, sadly, a lot of people are out for sensationalism. They want to know the gory story behind everything. And they want to know the dirt on the political candidates more than they want to know the facts. Mm-hmm. And that's just so sad. When when you look at how they scrutinize Trump, I mean, yeah. Trump was under an incredible microscope. And every, you know, they tried to dig up every single little piece of negative information they could find. I mean, that man, and they never gave up, but that's not the same scrutiny that they gave Biden or Fetterman or, you know, whoever else they want to have in office. It's all whatever their agenda is. And it's not about the American people. And I don't know how to get, how do you get, get a level playing field? How do you get back to it being fair, right? Uh, And even and fair. I don't know if what laws, right, bills that we can pass about candidates that you have to be an American citizen that you I mean, now they're even trying to to make it so that you don't even have to be a a U.S. citizen to vote. What's up in Washington, Washington, uh, D.C.? You don't have to be a U.S. citizen to vote in local elections there. That's just incredible to me. You know, talking about, again, about George Santos. What makes sense? Now the House House Ethics 
committee is investigating him for the lies he told. Okay. Why didn't the Republicans know about those lies before he he got engaged fully in this election? And why couldn't we then put up a better candidate than somebody like that? And, and this goes both ways. I mean, you know, wh- why didn't people know about this mayor for all these years? Somebody knew. Somebody knew. And that's, and that's the case it is with everything. Somebody knows. But there, everybody has an agenda. Well, that's it. And that's that's why Joe Biden is the president, because somebody had uh, agendas and the capability of pulling the wool over the eyes of the American people. But we as American people are pretty darn willing to have the wool pulled over our eyes. And we are pretty unwilling to look at um, hard truths about people. You know, I mean, you can look at Twitter every day and you can see the the people that are uh, standing up for for Joe Biden or for people that uh, have done severe wrongs in, in society. And they still are they have just have blinders on and they're, they're, they're in denial. Just, just like people are in denial as to where COVID came from. People are in denial about the dangers of vaccines. I mean, they're, they're just in denial about things that have been proven true. I, I agree. I I don't know if it just fits their agenda, right? That um, the end justifies the means, right? That they feel that, um, because um, I, I don't know what what their number one priority is, right? Is their number one priority uh, to stop climate change? And let's let's pretend that that's their number one priority. And to do that, they need to have a certain person in office that's going to vote the you know and uh, the way that they want them to, and. Um, and so they're going to prop somebody up like a Joe Biden or like a Fetterman that they can actually manipulate, that they can actually right? that doesn't necessarily have thoughts of their own, right, <laughs> that they can manipulate and stronghold and um, and they'll act like a puppet. I I uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, the re and I would like to sit down with somebody and who is voting that way and, and figure out, um, you know, what it is that you're seeing that I'm not seeing, what am I not seeing? What am I missing here? Because it sure seems black and white to me. I just think that the media can present whatever they want to present. And people will believe so easily and quickly and whichever way the wind blows, they're going to believe it this way. Or if something comes out about a politician, they'll believe that. And you know how frantic it can get leading up to an election of any kind. It's like, he said this. No, they didn't. Oh, did you hear about this? All the dirt gets turned up and it's like silt in the lake and, or the ocean. And you don't know what to believe. You really, I remember so many times with elections over the last few years, literally saying, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to believe because you get literally East and West. They definitely said that and did that. 
and then you turn to the east and it somebody says they absolutely positively did not do that and and what what it leaves you with what you don't know what to think i mean it's also encouraging some people to not vote just oh, literally they not feel vote. like their vote doesn't matter you know oh, or, they feel it's like just, it's so bad there's they're saying i can't vote for either they're both so bad so bad but it, it's whatever the media is exposing or leading people to believe the problem for me comes down to fundamentally how do we find the truth and okay. i don't have an answer for that but i don't i just see it getting worse yeah it's, i think it is it's you know it's interesting that california just uh re-elected gavin newsom right but how in the world Californians, um <laughs> by something like 68% do not want to see Gavin Newsom run for president or be president. So they, they don't even like him, but they vote for him. It's just, it's, first of all, there's a huge amount of uh, voting in California by people that shouldn't be voting that it's huge. Sure. And they send ballots to everybody. And there's so, there's so much, stuff going on with the voting there it's crazy and i think probably you have the same situation in arizona there oh we do we yeah. do um but but they don't want him but yet he's he's voted in and i i just i just don't understand that it's almost like people would they, they vote party lines regardless of how bad the person is but but there are real world world consequences that we're seeing every day by these these people, especially these these Soros um, districts that are you know elected. And now the cartel is getting involved in. Um, they have a very sophisticated scheme, and I've read about it, but I need time to absorb it more to be able to to discuss it intelligently because it's so complicated but ingenious at how the cartel is putting money into getting people in our government elected mm -hmm. that will do the bidding of the cartel. Right. And, and, and we are in real trouble if we're not paying attention and understanding that there is a lot of money by um, characters that are outside, like the cartel, like George Soros, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. not thinking about the good of us as Americans. They're thinking about, uh, well, George Soros is generally thinking about making a buck as your stocks fall. And right. Cartel is thinking about making a lot of bucks on their drugs. So, and prostitution, child trafficking. Right. So none of it is good stuff, but we, we really need to figure out a way. And I don't know the answer, a, a way to vet our politicians better and, and, for the whole history of America, we really have been of the belief that anybody should be able to run unless they're, you know, a felon or of the wrong age right. or something. Anybody should be able to run for office. But I think that we have to, I think that we, we have to start thinking about adding some criteria there. I do too. We need a revival. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fix everything. You know, um, I had a house full last week, all week long. Um, and I, uh, one of my guests who I absolutely love, um, 
sat on my balcony and and told me how um he couldn't understand how anybody would not get a vaccine and how they must be the most selfish person in the whole world and um you know that he just does, he could not understand right and i want i i i i shied away from it because i thought i got to stay with this guy for the next 7 days in my house <laughs> right and I'm like, I wanted to say, well, I'm not vaccinated, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, and let me tell you why. Because it didn't work. Did it work? It didn't work, right? And I wanted to get into that conversation with him. But my thought is why, you know, we shy away. We shy away from those difficult conversations. And what could have come out of that? conversation because we do respect each other. We do love each other. Um, and I don't know, that's a question I have to ask myself, you know, maybe I'll be braver next time. I think I would have started that question with, so I'm just curious as you're staying in my house here for the week, do you think that I'm a selfish person? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Eating my food, drinking my bourbon, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Put him on the you spot right away. <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> anyway, a little better vetting is desperately needed, and somehow, some way, I think we we need a to. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to how to get there, but we need to. Yep. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 